Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to Sly Guy Podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Whoa, what a week it's been in the world. What a week to be alive. What a wonderful time to be alive. The Suez Canal is blocked, but is it is it free again? The Suez Canal is free. I don't know where that is. It's somewhere sort of Africa or the Middle East, so it's not my problem, so I don't care. But it's free again. I always used to think it was called the Sewage Canal whenever I was a little boy, which was weird and probably offensive to people. You know, I just thought it was full of shit, quite literally. But hey, it's free. Everybody is feeling good. Lil Nas X, what about him? Eh? He has been up to no good. Lil Nas X has been... You know, for those who don't know, Lil Nas X is a rapper. He's a guy who, you know, he had that song "Old Town Road." That's what was the first song that he was known for. It's a nice, catchy pop song. And I mean, the last time I saw Lil Nas X was whenever I was watching Sesame Street with my three-year-old daughter. So we were just sitting watching Lil Nas X on Sesame Street with Elmo of all people, and he had a wee tune that was like, "Da na 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 na." Elmo song, na 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 na. Elmo song. It was great, na na na. And I was like to my three year old, I was like, Lil Nas X is the sort of person you should be looking up to, having as a role model. Lil Nas X is the shit. You know, Lil Nas X, he's a rapper, but then he's like, all of a sudden, hey, the world needs to know I'm a gay man, and the world was like, sound Lil Nas X, that's sweet of you. You know, you be, you do you, boo-boo. We love you, we respect you. And I was like, he's a good role model to kids. So, with that being said, Lil Nas X has flipped at 0 to 100 in a week and has been fucking Satan. Now, that's a weird statement. I'm sure you'll agree. But Lil Nas X has gone from just hanging out with a little red guy, as in Elmo on Sesame Street, to just hanging out of a red guy in hell so it's a it's a bit of a weird flip it's a it's a flip and a swerve akin to an M. Night Shyamalan film twist you know it's gone from him being this you know sweet little guy just you know riding down the old town road on a wee horse to this guy just fucking riding a crimson vegetable roll all the way to the underworld but that's the way the world goes people have the choice to make decisions themselves People have the freedom in this world. This is what's great about the world. We can do things. We can say things. We can be the masters of our own destiny. And with that being said, this week's Sly Guy podcast is the greatest podcast of all time. Now, people have been getting in touch with me via social media when I announced that this was going to be the greatest podcast of all time. And they were like, how can you say it's going to be the greatest podcast of all time? And I said, hey... It is. I insist it is. I say it is. I decide it is. Therefore, it is. If Lil Nas X can fuck the devil, I can produce the greatest podcast of all time. It's not actually me producing the greatest podcast of all time. It's a snake rap Ben over there producing. The, how does it feel, Ben, to be producing the greatest podcast of all time? I have tingles. Where? Maybe you've got diabetes. It's not been diagnosed yet. I have tingles in my left arm, my foot, or a stroke. You know, what's that saying? F-A-C-E for face? Face, my face has fallen. A, take action, like phone the police or something. C, is cry a wee bit because your face is all fucked. And E is just... Ugh! I think that's what it stands for. I should work for the NHS. NHS, if you want to sponsor the podcast, hey, 
we've got space here for a defibrillator or something to go there. Um, it would be good to have you on board. You know, it would be good to have you there. And and listen, we're having fun. The world is good. This is the greatest podcast of all time. Lil Nas X is fucking the devil. The Suez Canal is free. And, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. By the way, Ben, have you ordered those trainers Lil Nas X has made with human blood in them? No, not yet. Have you have you bought anything else for human body parts recently? No, 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 because no. going to say, do you know Romeo Beckham? Is it Romeo Beckham or is it Brooklyn Beckham? One of the Beckham boys has got his girlfriend's face. Is it on a necklace or? Oh, Brooklyn's gone. Brooklyn has got. No, can I just point out did did he get consent or did he just? When she was asleep, a pair of pliers, we like, I fucking make a good necklace. she has his, so... Oh, swap? Nice. It's nice, so they've got each other's tooth. It's a weird thing to have around your neck, you know? I mean, I think, personally, whenever I transition, I would like my wife to wear my dick as a necklace, but that's for her. You know, again, it would probably be smaller than a wisdom tooth, but I think it would be a nice piece of fun. But that's the message of this podcast today, is guys, listen... Let's just do what we want to do. Let's have the greatest ever podcast. And I want to point out on that note that what put this thought in my mind was that the podcast on Patreon this week was genuinely the greatest hour of podcasting I've ever done. It was wild. I was grumpy. I was cross. The feedback I've had in the episode has been crazy. People have been like, why won't you release this publicly? And I said, why I won't release the episode publicly is because I'd be sued. And I can't afford to pay the rent for this studio, afford my mortgage, and afford the court costs that would lead off the back of this week's Patreon podcast. But listen, it is what it is. It's done. If you want to look at it, it's over on Patreon. You can get it for two quid. And then if you want to see it, you can you can sue me. You know, you can tell the people who was very libelous about, and they can sue me. And then you know what I will do? I will tell them, you can't sue me because I decide what I want to decide. I'm the master of my own destiny. I am producing the greatest podcast of all time. And I too, in fact, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna fuck the devil like Lil Nas X has done. I'm going to 69 him. Because I think that would probably be less painful because I imagine the devil has a big cock on him. If the general physique he has is anything to go by, big schlong. You know, respect also to those who um, find that imagery offensive. You know, obviously, it's certainly controversial. I don't know why Lil Nas X decided it was it was something he wanted to do. But let, as I say, each to their own. You know, each to their own. And if those people are offended by it, that's fine. You can be offended. But, I mean, what does, what does offence lead to, Ben? Nothing. You just can be offended. And then you go, oh, it's annoying. I'll not watch any more of his videos. Then you don't watch any more of his videos. That's all fine. You don't have to. You don't have to cancel them. Because, I mean, of all the things people have been cancelled for, there are some things that are a little bit questionable. But yet you've a full guy having, having sex with the devil. They're like, no, that's kind of that's expressionism. That's that's just a guy expressing himself, having a lot of fun, and I'm all for it. And by the way, the song, bit of a banger. You know, bit of a banger. And I mean, I think it has to be a little bit of a banger if you're going to include that sort of imagery in it. And I like it. You know, I'm all for it. I welcome people expressing themselves as long as um, the people who are offended just ignore it and get on with it. And that's what I say to people who get offended by this podcast or other things that I've said before. Just don't watch it anymore. 
it'll be fine. Ben, he's actually told me recently he stopped listening to the podcast. I was like, well, why? And he was like, oh, I just I don't have time. And I was like, that's really hurtful. And he was like, well, I also I'm in the room when you record it, so I do see it live every single week, like a live performance from you. And you know, and and each week you sort of look at me like, why are you doing this every single week? And it's it is what it is, and it's a good time, and and I'm glad to be here. And hope everyone else, by the way, is having a good time. Hope every listener out there is enjoying what looks to be the start of summer. The clock's changed. I don't understand why that happens. You know, people out there probably going, oh, how the fuck do we understand? Because I don't care. I don't care enough to look it up to be like, what's the reason? All I know is when the clocks change, it's harder to put children to bed. And that's bullshit. So I had to actually pay to get blackout blinds put on my kids' bedroom windows, and I also had to get a fucking old vault from a bank for their door so I can lock them in and had to get the room soundproofed. Because I felt like it. I wanted to get sleep myself. But that's where we're at, and it's stressful, and the kids just... Like, my, my new... My, I was going to say my new daughter. I mean, it's, it's like she's six months old. Now she's not really new, kind of... The new-fangled baby excitement's worn off, and now she's just a little ball of meat that screams far too loud too often. So she um, just loves to scream. She doesn't sleep anymore. Now it's daylight. She's just awake at all times. By proxy, it means I'm not awake at all times, which makes me more grumpy. And therefore, um, makes his life a wee bit more miserable. But on the bright side, life's easier in the summer. And I'm getting a dog in two weeks as well. Like Just when I think you know, I can't sleep any less, I'm getting a puppy. You know, because I may as I may as well kill myself. You know, I may as well just kill. There's someone's heard me say I'm killing myself and sent the sirens to stop me. Respect, but it's going to be tough. But it's one of those things. I think like when you get to a certain point in your life, you just have to, you have to just cope with things and just have to all pile on, and then you'll survive. And then like I keep thinking, you know, people with kids and dogs are mental. And then I realize you have kids and a dog, yeah. and how's that working out for you, Ben? Uh, fairly well so far. Who is your least favourite out of your two children and the dog? Um, there's no comment. No comment, nice. I feel like the dog's going to ra- rapidly rise up my list of favourites in the house and it's just going to be me and my dog and then, you know, the the, the girls who are the, are the bosses. I'm effectively like a, a, like a slave style. Like, I'm like a slave slash... I don't want to say gladiator because I don't have armed arm combat, but I carry things. You know, I do muscly stuff. Like I'm like a workhorse and a slave. Next, all I do is get told to do things in my house and just trudge about doing things. And there would be a dog, it'll just be another one. But at least now I can trudge out of the house and go for a walk with the dog. And then, like, I don't know, head down to the beach and just keep walking and just say, yeah, I'll do whatever I feel like. But that's that's what I'm what I'm looking at doing at the minute. And I'm going to have a bit more free time on my hands because... Um, the rave lockdown is ending on on the radio this Friday. Is the last show ever, actually, of the rave lockdown? There will be no more rave lockdowns from from this Friday on. So, on the first note, I just want to say to everybody who has listened or enjoyed the show, thank you for the support. It's been kind of weird because it was a strange concept in a, in the first um, in the outset. You know, when we decided to switch it up from just being kind of like a a regular radio show into being what became the Ray of Lockdown. People really got behind it, really enjoyed it, and made it into a really successful show that ended up, for some reason, which is mental to think about, 
going on the TV, which was also a great a great show. So um, it's going to be strange not to do that anymore. But, you know, every good thing has to come to an end. And, you know, we just want to say that, that we want this Friday, this Friday's Ray of Lockdown to be the the best we want we're going to have all the greatest hits we want everybody to get involved send their videos in their dancing everything get it in let's have a good time and also you know let's just go go out with a bang and and it's going to be interesting i think you know obviously there will be no shows like it i don't think there's been any kind of like rave slash party style vibes on a, on a Friday night on Radio Ulster before and probably not again after. So, you know, it's it's interesting to have done that and it'll be nice to, you know, go out hopefully with a bang. But the, the downside of it not happening anymore, the bright side is it looks like the, 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 the reason why it's definitely not come back is I don't think there'll be another lockdown, basically. So the show called The Rave Lockdown will be gone. There'll be no more, hopefully, um, going forward. And with lockdown ending, it's very positive, I think. You know, I think everybody's craving getting back to normality. I, I know I certainly am. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do first when I'm allowed to just do... Probably just go out for dinner with the family would be nice. I think, you know, it would be it would be enjoyable to just get out and do that again. I'm, I'm actually craving a cold, like a a cold pint of beer like I'm not a big drinker I haven't actually drank at all this year which is kind of mental but I'm looking forward to being able to get into a pub and have a cold pint and see if my first pint is fucking stinking I'll lose the head I mean why did I even drink I've not drank all bastard year waited for the pubs to open and taste like shit that's what I'll do mate as long as I don't order Maggie's Leap I'll be sweet because it's the most disgusting beer I've ever tried in my life you ever tried Maggie's Leap haven't even heard of it don't you know what would taste nicer I'd say if you put your finger up your dog's ass and licked it, <laughs> it would taste nicer than that pint. Um, it, and, like, I'd imagine well, the flavour of that is, is like that, like shit on a finger um, with, a, with a dessert of pennies. So it's very metallic. Shitty shit, met, metal, metallic shite is what it tastes like. And, I mean, as I said earlier, Respect to anyone doing their doing their doing their own, enjoying whatever it is they enjoy. And but if if, if eating shite and sucking pennies is your thing, drink Maggie's Leap. And also Maggie's Leap, just putting it here personally, if you used to want to come on board as a sponsor to the podcast, I'm happy to just shunt modest out of the way here off the table if you want to pay me more, because we're all about selling out. So there we have it. That's what I want. Nice new pint. And, and and lockdown coming to an end. It'll be strange. How do you feel about it, Ben? Closing up or, or getting out again? Are you excited about it? Do you Are you happy being locked down? What sort of... Th- uh, have you liked? Looking forward to getting back to again. Do you, has there been any elements of uh, the lockdown that you've enjoyed? Um, probably not having to go out and do it. Like. Yeah. I mean, would you say... You, like myself, you are a a dad guy. You're a man with a family. You're settled. Do you feel that once you're married with kids, you do see in yourself you're more grumpy? Like, I, I would consider myself to be already a grumpy old man. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and like, you quite enjoy being that. Like, it's like... You, you, but the thought of me being forced into a, a, like, social environment again gives me the willies a wee bit. 
you know and and I'm just embracing the grumpiness like there's things about lockdown that I've really liked and I think going forward will be useful additions to life obviously Zoom being one of them because if you're trying to like like myself if I was trying to pitch anything or do anything I'd have to go to meetings with people and that would involve sometimes travelling and spend probably a lot of money to go and sit in a room with somebody to be like, yeah, I just... But ultimately, when you're a comedian or a writer, you go to meetings, and, and this is this is what you could just say, being like, if you just give me the nod to do this, I'll do it, and just whatever it is you tell me to do, I'll do. So, end of meeting. You know, but you have to pay, like, a couple hundred quid to get flights or whatever, accommodation, then by the time you come back, they might be like, nah, I've just don't want to work with you, you go, ah, bollocks. Where at least in Zoom, you can be sitting there... In your, in your, you can you could be sitting there in the nip, you know, and just use some sort of like editing tool to make it look like you're wearing a t-shirt. You know, you'd be sitting there, you know, just and that and that could be it. And then if you don't like what people are saying, you can just close your computer screen. You can just be like, yeah, thanks so much for your support, but also, yeah, I'm gone. You know, I think that's what I like about Zoom. Whereas in real meetings, you can't a be naked or b close the computer screen because you'll still be there. You know, I think that's. The problem, but I'm a big I'm a big Zoom fan. I've enjoyed doing the podcast over Zoom, and um, with guests. You know, some people don't. Some people are like, "Oh, there's no no point in doing podcasts over Zoom and blah, blah blah." It's like you know what I mean. It's better than not, you know, because in some environments, like here now, thankfully, we have a good studio space where we're going to be able to get guests in for the serial killing a podcast. We're not going to be, you know, the Sly Guy podcast is what it is. It's this guy here, the greatest podcaster of all time, producing the greatest consistent podcast of all time, which, I mean, you know, it, it, it says, it does, I do what I say and it says in the tin, you know, I am the best. And there's nobody that does a solo podcast like me. And I, would you agree with that? There's nobody that does what I, there's nobody that does what I, what I do, whatever that may be. I'm the best in the world at what I do. Let me just say that. Now, there's been plenty of people who have questioned what exactly it is I do. That doesn't matter. But what I do, I'm the best at it. So this is what this podcast will always be. Just me and probably you, unless you decide to to leave, you know, which would would, would be your own prerogative. But, you know, it would, would break my heart and I have to quit. So it's all a lot of pressure on you. Because realistically, what happened, for those that don't know, when you left Boytown, that was it. No more boy time, Ben. And how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you sleep at night? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a, what a great that's fair. And um, but to be fair, it worked out well because yeah, you left, and then when you left, I decided listen. It's like it was like the Notebook, you know, in the Notebook, the way like they kiss in the rain and all. And it's like I can't live without him. I have to, you know, he, he all this time he's been writing me notes, and that bastard's been hiding them. That was kind of like what happened to Boytown. You left. I was like, I can't go on with another guy. I said, listen, I gotta go, and then we reunited, um, on on much more lucrative terms for you, may I add. But that was what we, what we needed, and it's that's a good time. And and via Zoom, that's what we want. You know, we want more. We want how many more episodes do we have in Serial Killing? Another four, maybe. And that's the or is it another three, three, four, four more episodes of the first series? Then what we will do is probably spend a lot of time figuring out how to make a best of episode to release publicly so people can see, I mean, what we're all about. And that's a phrase that I've used many times in podcasts throughout history. I want to show people what I'm all about. Again, people don't know what it is I do and why I'm the best in the world at it, but you'll find out when we put this 
together. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun. But four more episodes there. Again, there's eight over on over on Patreon. I should just probably plug the Patreon while I'm talking about that at the minute. Um, there's that. I have a bonus podcast out every week that's there. This one, number 58, is the best. It's it, like This episode may or may not be the greatest podcast of all time. I'm going to say it is. It mightn't be. But this week's Patreon podcast was the greatest Patreon podcast I've ever done. And I just felt it would be crude to deliver such gold to the patrons and not to the rest of the world. So that's why I put the pressure on myself to say this is going to be the greatest. So in my heart, do I believe that this is the best podcast of all time? Yes. This is better than anything it's ever been before. But that's where we're at. So I like Zoom. I want to keep Zoom. I like working from home. I like being able to just... To wear a lot, a lot more comfort. Like I like to be comfort. Like you're a man who's who's, who's a comfort, comfortable guy. Would you say? Like from the time I've known you, how long? How long? It's about three or four years now I've known you. Which is ridiculous, realistically. But um, can I just ask? I don't know if it's ever been asked before. Before we get, like Ben's my guest, my first ever guest. Here we go. What? How did you get involved in Boytown in the first instant? I messaged Shane about it. Right. Okay. And what did you say? Right, okay. So over the video stuff? Yeah. Right, okay. Because normally when men message Shane, it, it tends to be other kind of favours that they offer. Um, so you And, and then you, got, you came on board and it's been a beautiful relationship ever since. Now, when I first sort of met you, you would have like come to the podcast with, with a lot of gear, you know, and also a lot of equipment. And you would wear like, quite more formal clothes you would have like worn maybe shoes jeans and a nice like jumper yeah. uh, whereas now you're like very chilled I like it now you're like you, you you dress like a like a New Orleans rapper you're sitting over there looking like like Murphy Lee up in <laughs> up in this bitch you know and it's it's a chilled look and that's what we're we're all about you can't see under this table thankfully because I'm just wearing red trainers And then this upper half, so yeah, my, my, my Walt is out, my dick and balls are free. But that's one of the joys of lockdown. You get to relax your outfit more. That's one of the positives. You get to wear comfies more. My sweats that I have are nearly worn out. I have to order a new pair of sweat bottoms. I'm going to maybe do that tonight when I get home from the podcast. Treat myself, live my best life queen. And, you know, so they're the two things that I've enjoyed. I've also liked, you know, being able to just be about my children more now. I know it's not great podcast content to say I like my kids, and it's probably a um, a bit of a you know a, a bit of a behind the curtain um, moment for me here. But I I genuinely do like being a dad. Shh. Can you edit that out? Actually, yeah, beep it out. I like being a dad, and I've liked being home with my kids, and I do like my family. Bleep all that out. Bleep all that out. Um, but it's true, and that's maybe afforded me a bit of time. You know, even if I've been working from home and doing stuff from home for the most part, it's still meant I've been about my kids more and I've, I know them better than maybe you would when you were, you'd be working full time. So that's been nice. Now, now that I've said what I like about it, what I don't like is not being able to do whatever I want. I don't like not being able to go to the pub. I really miss going to, you know, some restaurants I like, like no sponsorship, but I like, obviously you just know I'm the king of North Down. I'm the king of the mountain. I'm the, the, the hike beast, I'm the physique guy, and I am the number one podcaster in the world, and also, uh, as I said, king of North Down. So a lot of the restaurants I like to go to are in the sort of 
banger Hollywood, North Down, Peninsula region. Before, which is weird to say because in the outset I was a Belfast guy. I used to live in Belfast. Thought could never, you know, every the place to be is Belfast. Not anymore. Some fucking great restaurants down that neck of the woods. I like the Jamaica Inn. It's a nice spot. I like Pier Thirty Six. It's a nice spot. I like um, Grace Neal's. Also a nice spot. All mostly pubs, but good. I like good pub grub. I like that kind of shit. So I like to get into any of those places. Um, and maybe go to the Esplanade for a cold beer and just being able to enjoy summer to a degree of normality will be great so don't like not being able to do that that shit I also don't like the phases that people get into during lockdown I don't like things that people do like banana, like bacon banana bread's fine you know everyone's doing that oh this is really great everyone's doing like Joe Wicks exercise fair play better yourself what I don't like and I've said this on the podcast before and it's probably sound like a broken record I don't like sea swimmers I don't understand where it's come from I don't understand why it's a thing and I don't understand why people love it so much everybody all of a sudden is just calling themselves salty oh I'm so salty I wish salty was being bitchy I remember when the days when I'm on being salty you're being a real bitch but not these guys like oh my goodness I just went down and did sea swimming I feel so good my mental health is on fleek and I mean can you go sea swimming and not post it on social media is that a thing that can't happen because I have not seen anybody just you know say oh, I'll go sea swimming and you'd be like oh it's weird because I haven't actually seen you post on social media and they're like nah I don't bother posting about it I just do it you know for because I enjoy it no, if you go sea swimming, you have to post about it, and your posts have to be vomit-inducingly gross and disgusting. I went sea swimming today at 6am. Oh my God, my mental health is so turned on, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Do you even swim? Like, I've been down walking the beaches just looking for sea swimmers to report to the police, and... I've never seen anyone actually get in the water and swim. What they do is they set up their wee camera, they take their flipping, these new coats that they wear, these like bespoke sea swimming coats, set them down, they go, ah, into the water, bob around like a fucking upright manatee for 10 seconds, get out again and go, ah, my mental health is great. Meanwhile, probably just bringing all kinds of toxins into their body because most people go to Helen's Bay, that's a fishing channel. You know what I wish happened? I wish the, the ship from the Suez Canal fucked itself sideways down to Belfast Lock. And in that way, there was no sea got in, so the sea swimmers just had to crawl around and fucking shite another sewage that comes into the fucking shipping channel. Idiots. Sitting there bobbing around in the water. I hate it. And then boasting it. It's so good for my mental health. And having to every single day. Like, who follows these people that are sea swimmers on social media and goes... That's the content right there. Same thing every single day. See if I see another one. Oh my God. It just does my head in. You know, it does. And another thing, I I find, the right, the, it's fine if people have hobbies during lockdown, but just do it for the sake of doing it. Do things for the right reason. Don't do things for other people's approval. And if you're one of these people that are giving likes to sea swimmers, stop it. Like there's some people I know that every day will just post a photo of the sea with a quote and be like, uh, uh, a Sunday well spent, a week of content. And you're like, it's Wednesday. 
at least the fucking quote that makes sense. Yes, I know you go sea swimming and I hate you. Stop it. You know, for me, my hobbies during lockdown have been driving about, just looking at people's nice houses and going to the toilet. They're my two favourite hobbies in lockdown. I'm either driving about, looking at where I would like to live if I murdered the uh, inhabitants of a certain house or just on the toilet. You know, and you don't see me posting on my Instagram story being like, just took a massive dump. Mental health is on flake. I'm feeling amazing. There's nothing clears your mind or your bowels like a big dump. You don't see me do that because I just like to do things for me, not for other people. And if you're a sea swimmer, and you're offended by that, subscribe to my Patreon and hear what I said about Sea Swimmers last Sunday because I listened to it back and Ben, you were in the room and you heard certain things I said and you actually, you, you were startled and you've heard me say quite a lot of things. But hey, I've said enough about Sea Swimmers. I don't like it. I don't get it. You know, I do hope that in a few years people start developing symptoms like as if they've lived near a nuclear fallout in Chernobyl. You know, hope that the water that they're swimming in is toxic and polluted and people start developing fins, extra eyes, extra genitals and <laughs> maybe the inability to use their thumbs and hopefully they'll not be fucking posting shit on social media because their hands have melted from being swimming in other people's shite. But hey, there you have it. That's lockdown. And yeah, I'll, what else do I like to do? I like to walk, Ben. <laughs> I feel like it was a wee bit negative there and I feel like I've brought myself down. And because this is the greatest ever podcast, I don't want to, you know, totally totally dwell on the negative. So I went for a walk today, Ben. Um, do you like, you, you're my man who likes to go walk with your family too, is that right? Yeah. Um, I went to walk to a place that my wife found today and she said, you know, it was a boardwalk which I thought to myself, hey, it's going to be pretty dope. A boardwalk, I, like I've seen Boardwalk Empire, I'm like, I like a boardwalk, but I'm like, where's there going to be a boardwalk and banger? But I find this place, and it was just a board, it was a few planks in the middle of a, of a, of an, in a, a clearing of land in a forest. It's basically, if banger had orangutans, they would have been dis- misplaced, displaced by this boardwalk. Because that's all it is, just a boardwalk in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of an industrial estate, which is probably about 200 metres long. Not the boardwalk, just the path, the walk. And then there's a boardwalk in the middle, which is actually not above anything. It's just on top of grass, which if you didn't go on the boardwalk, you could walk along the side of the grass. So this was pitched to me by my wife today. It's like there's this new walk, apparently, in the middle of this industrial estate. Already I'm going, hmm, sounds a bit rapish. Which, for those of you that don't speak Irish, is rapey. But in Irish. And, um... We went here, and I and I must admit, I was greatly disappointed. I know I now know how it feels for my wife to think something in her head is going to be better, longer, and more stimulating than what it actually comes to be. And that was the walk that I went on today. It was very short. I didn't get any pleasure from it. It ended before I even warmed up, and I wouldn't recommend doing it again. And that was a walk that I went on today. And it sort of made me think that, um, you know, it was like the time I went to the Ulster Hall to watch All-American WWF Wrestling. That's what it was called. Now, if anyone knows like WWF or WWE as it is, they would have a better brand than that. But this show was called All-American WWF Wrestling. So I thought to myself, I'm going to go and see the big boys here, the Undertakers, the Canes. 
the the ultimate warriors of the world because they were all in the poster, believe it, the actual guys. So he'd turn up the Ulster Hall and people queued, you know, where wrestling fans are a certain bunch, like they're all wearing the proper merch and all. There's a guy who's like 45 with an actual replica belt and you're like, why have you got that? You're very old. Unless you're defending the belt, you don't be having a belt on your shoulder at the age of 45 at a wrestling event. So we turn up, we get to the front and there's a guy working on the door of the Ulster Hall who wasn't like, I, I've done gigs in the Ulster Hall. I'm doing a gig in December in the Ulster Hall. I've seen like Ulster Hall staff and this guy was not Ulster Hall staff. This guy was wearing a Deodora tracksuit with a vest. So he had no top on, just the, the vest Deodora tracksuit, like Reebok classic type trainers, a chain, bald tan earrings. And when my dad got the front, he showed him the ticket, which back in those days, like I would have been about eight, so the tickets were proper paper tickets. He showed it, and the guy goes to him, Here, mate, I'll give you that score back, which is 20 quid. Give you that score back if you want to do security at the door of me. And my dad, like, he's quite a big guy, like, he's a like, similar build to myself, probably a wee bit smaller. And, um, he was like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, we're, we're a bit understaffed today. Do you want to do a door? And my dad was kind of like, well, I've come to watch wrestling with a boy, like, and it's kind of weird. He goes, here, let him go ringside. Let the wee man go ringside. You do the door. I'll give you your money back. And my dad was like, you happy enough to go ringside? And I'm thinking, I'm going ringside here. I'm going to see The Undertaker. I'm going to see Hulk Hogan. I'm going to see Kane. I'm going to see the, all of them. And I got really excited. I was like, oh, this is great. So I said, yeah, absolutely. You, you go you know, get the money back, work front door, that's fine. So I'm, I'm sitting in the front row. Some guy comes in to the ring to be like a ring announcer. Now, usually ring announcers are like smart. You know, they're, they're wearing a suit. They're like, let's get ready to rumble. There was a guy just gets into the ring wearing shorts and a T-shirt. He must have been 18. And he was like, he's fucking ready for some wrestling, you. And I was like, Whoa, that's different. You know, in real life, it's different than what you see in the TV. And he goes, the first welcome into the ring from America is Kane. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's Kane. And normally Kane's entrance, fireworks, fucking fire everywhere, music. They play his actual real wrestling music, no fireworks. Lights don't even go off in the Ulster Hall, full lights, just like everywhere lit. And his dude walks in, about five foot six. Dressed in a full, like, cheap cane outfit with a with an afro wig on. I was like, fuck's this guy? It's not Kane. It's more like Kane fucking Dingle. And he's like Kane for WWE. And the next one he's like, and he's fighting also from America, his brother, The Undertaker. And it's just a guy with black hair. Not even wearing Undertaker gear. Like, wearing tracksuit, but with black hair. I was like, we've been done here. So that's all good. I sit and watch this and go to myself, this is the biggest letdown of all time history. Then there's a break and my dad comes into me and he goes, right, son, we have to go. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, long story short, he goes, they want me to fight in the main event, but I don't know how to. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, they're not actually wrestlers. He goes, they're con men. And I was like, oh, really? And he goes, aye, they're, all, they're, they're basically paramilitaries and they've just booked this venue and they're putting on a wrestling show. They were supposed to have a guy in the main event he didn't turn up. I think he maybe got kneecapped or something. So we're like, mate, see, you're doing a door. You bop in the ring and just... And I thought was like, nah, I need to leave. And that was the last time I'd ever heard tell of the all-American WWF wrestling superstars. And if you listening today are one of the WWF all-American superstar wrestlers, please get in touch. We'd love to have you as a guest on the podcast. That would be 
would be a lot of fun. Ben, what are we like for time here? 35. 35. We're, I was going to do an hour because it's going to be the greatest podcast ever, but you know what? Things change. Lives change. We move on. We develop. Like Lil Nas X, before he fucked the devil, he had ditties. See that? Get those up. Get Lil Nas X's boobs up on the screen. There you go. Ditties. And then you know what? Can you put them up just riding the devil for the crack? So ditties, riding the devil. Ditties, riding the devil. Can you change in between when I say that? So it goes ditties, riding the devil. Ditties, riding the devil. That's what, um, and that's probably what this episode should be called, ditties, riding the devil. But it's the greatest podcast of all time, so it is what it is. Um, Speaking of greatest podcast of all time, I have the greatest sponsors of all time. I have Manscaped, which by the way, Ben, I Manscaped today. Not my pubes and dick and balls, just my back. Um, which, by the way, is a much greater job. And the good thing about Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is it doesn't snag your back. Usually when I'm getting about here, it's where it gets a wee bit tender. Sometimes a catch. It bleeds a bit. Not with the Lawnmower 3.0. It does not. I have a totally bald back and not a nick in sight. And it's great. Um, the Perfect Package 3.0 is something that Manscaped are really pushing at the minute in terms of what they're telling me to say in the podcast. I don't, you know, I'm not worth the work for them per se. But I say what they tell me to say. Um, and basically, it, it's got all the tools for the job. I said before, it's not going to do the job if you're a mechanic and you need to like fix cars. But if your job is shaving hair from your balls, fanny or back. Sounds like a really shit song, that doesn't it? My balls, my fanny and my back. Yeah. <laughs> my balls, my fanny and my back. Who? Ha- I mean, there's probably a person out there that that is the kit they're working with. You know, they're probably, they got, they're no dick, they're just balls, fanny and back. And respect if you if you have that, because no doubt you'll have hair on them, shave it off with the Lawnmower 3.0. But listen, this is what we're all about here. Lawnmower 3.0 is water, waterproof, so you can shave in the shower or underwater, or when you're completely saturated and the devil's come if you're little Nas X, you can use this tool right on yourself. It's got a light too, so you can you can see all the nooks and crannies when you're shaving your balls and your fannies. Um, it's a great piece of machinery, as I said before. And um, we got a bit of feedback from Manscaped. They said, don't tell people that the lawnmower 3.0 can actually be used as a vibrator, but hey, I'm a multitasker guy. I like to get as much use out of things as I can. It can go in your ass. Let's be honest. It can go up your bum and it can be a lot of fun as long as you use it the correct way and make sure not to electrocute your anus. Um, but if you want to get one of these or you want to get any Manscaped gear, go to manscaped.com and use the code SLYGUY at checkout. That's SLYGUY at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And now, by the way, the lawnmowers might take a bit of time because there's a load of Manscaped gear on that ship in the Suez Canal, so don't worry about it. You get it eventually, but it's what's more rewarding that is whenever you let your pubes grow out. You you grow a big old you know bush and you take that down. It's so sad. It's like those videos that fucking losers love on on Facebook. So satisfying. If you find people cutting sand satisfying, go to Muckamore. That's all I'm saying. Twenty percent off free shipping at Manscaped.com. Why buy an Easter egg and eat chocolate at Easter? When you could shave all your pubes off and suck a cock. Modest Beer is the sponsor of the podcast. They are a small batch independent brewery crafting small batch beer. I thought I could memorize that. I can't. Um, for discerning drinkers, brewed in Canada, Hollywood County Down, Modest are on the journey with one clear goal in mind. 
that's to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. And what's exciting is uh, my friend Chris at Modest is going to come in and do a little video with us at some point. We planned to do it before the last lockdown happened, but then we can't. So we're, we're going to reschedule it. But this particular brand of content is going to be very good and it's going to go on the Patreon. So if you want to see what that is, I'll probably just be available to the uh, the Rider Sly tier on Patreon for $5, which is four quid. There you go. For four quid, you'll get to see it. If you pay two quid, you just get a podcast. Eat a dick. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, But... You get the good gear if you're a if you're a, a tier tier two a rider sly if you're sly hard respect but also you know you get more shit for the other one and Ben and I I've had a lot of deadlines recently a lot of work to do on things and it's kind of it's kind of made the execution let's say of additional content a little bit more difficult now my deadlines are coming to an end and i've submitted stuff i'm sweet as a nut so we're going to work on new things going forward we've secured this premises for another year as well so we're going to and we just it's just us now it's me and ben in this space no more sharing spaces with people which is kind of sad in some respects but also uh, it's only sad because they left and took my my whiteboard but also uh, it'll mean we can just do more out of here and we can use the space more. And it's going to be a nice time and that's going to be all there for the patrons as well. So if you want to know more about Modest Beer, you know, <laughs> I didn't actually finish that. You know, check them out at www.modestbeer.co.uk or on their social medias at Modest Beer. Simple. Um, I was talking about the All-American Superstar Wrestling at the Ulster Hall. Um I'm going to finally be back at the Ulster Hall on the 17th of December this year um, doing my new show Pillow Talk, a new hour of stand-up. It's probably going to be slightly over the hour, I think, in all honesty. I've been working on that show. I'm very excited about it. Can't wait to get out to do stand-up again. And, yeah, please get tickets because the tickets are they're actually selling really well. But, like anything... You want them to just be all sold so you can just not have to worry about selling them anymore. Now, again, I'm going to Ulster Hall tomorrow to finish or to film the wee promo clip, which you will see um, probably by the time this video's out. You know, I'm going to put the longer like video on the Patreon again for the slide, the writer slides. And then the just we promo video will be available just for everyone else. So, you know, it'll be a nice time. Hopefully, you know, you can share the video out, like get people to come see my show because it's going to be a good show. Tried this last week, didn't work. Benny, come to the show. Yeah. We're a bit more convincing this week than last. Last week, you were like, uh, if you give me free tickets. So your fucking life's a free ticket, mister. Um... But yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to getting to do gigs again. I'm going to try and maybe take the show on the road, but not locally. I'm going to try and go elsewhere. I'm going to try and go to other parts of the world and do it. Um, I'm going to the underworld to put on a show for Satan. And then I'm going to suck a dick afterwards. And it's going to be a good time. I think everyone should suck a dick this year just to just to push their themselves past their comfort zone obviously consensually but just to move forward I know Ben's done it he was the one that actually suggested this as a way to relax and he's a very chill he's over there in the corner chilling right out so you know let's all suck dicks together let's all have a good time let's all buy tickets to my show and let's do some listeners questions what are we like for time now 45 wow 
Where did I get 10 minutes from? Where did I do that? This is why. Ben, I'm going to take the mic cover off. Is that sore, is it? Oh, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He loves it. No, um, I know I used to at the end of Boytown take the mic cover off and throw it away. I'm not going to do this because this is ex- expensive. Where's the mic cover? Boytown was cheap. But um, I'm going to do some listeners' questions now to finish it off. <clears throat> Jane Riley has just sent me a story. Let's have a look and see, let's have a look see what your story is. It's on the Daily Star, so I'm sure it's very reliable. Now, this is my kind of jam. It's just, it's just, it's just a topic I can discuss um, with with assured confidence that I will know um, the right answers. Let me just see if I can close it off. The title of the the um, the article is "Man Has Sex." Through door, but ends up in hospital. Hospital, uh, hospital. He ends up in hospital after his penis gets stuck. Um, let's see. I mean, what I don't get about this is everything. Okay. Um, warning: explicit content. Eric's fun idea of having sex through the door left his penis swollen and purple. He was left in so much pain that the couple had to call paramedics. What I would do in that instance is is just kill myself so I didn't have to live with the embarrassment. Um, a man has shared his horror sex story at someone being rushed to hospital with a wooden slab around his penis. Eric decided one morning to roleplay as a handyman to spice up his love life with wife Katie, so started to drill a hole for the doorknob. I don't think it's a doorknob he was drilling the hole for. Um, sharing her story on sex sent me to ER, the husband explained how he stuck his penis through the hole. He said... At the time, I thought this was genius. She loves it when I'm really goofy. I mean, (laughs) imagine, like, your wife's lying in bed, all sleepy, and she just hears, she's going to go, the fuck's Eric doing? And then she's going to look over and go, do you just drill through my fucking door, Eric, you dick? And then he's like, but here, want to see goofy? And then a Walt pops through, you know, like a fucking tremor, through the door. So, I mean, what's weirder is, obviously it's weird that he's drilled a hole. What's weirder is she actually went with it. The couple started having sex through the door, but as Eric had taken some male enhancement pills, his private parts ended up getting stuck, ended up getting stuck. I mean, I thought the male enhancement pills just, you know, made you get um, hard. I didn't know it expanded your size. Um, As I go down, by the way, there's another story. On the Daily Mail. I mean, there's a lot of breasts on this page. Like, there's women bouncing boobs and stuff. There's actually an article called Miss Bum Bum Beauty Share Soaking Wet Bucket Challenge Snaps in the World Water Day. I mean, Jane, hopefully this is not where you go for your daily news source. Eric was just in so much pain, but I was thinking that we can finish sex and the swelling will go down, Katie said. So when a guy's penis is is impaled in a door, stop. That's my advice if you're having sex. The ambulance got there and due to the side effect of the enhancement pain, his penis just kept growing within the doorknob. It kept growing. Like, what is this? It's a mutant cock. They didn't want to risk losing Eric's penis and suggested to cut up a frame of the door and took him took it with him to the recovery room. Oh, no. Eric recalled the paramedics had to cut the uh, picture frame out of the door and pull my penis along the frame of the door. I can't remember how it felt when it actually unattached from the door. He was taken to hospital where the doctor managed to free his manhood from the wood. Wow. Now, as somebody that's been to many glory holes um, over the years, not for sexual gratifications, just for um, relaxation, for saunas, for just chilling out generally, 
I know that you need to drill a bigger hole in your paint. Like, not just a wee, and it, you know, it makes no sense. Eric, you're always welcome to Pipeworks. Um, James has said, really enjoyed the serial, killing it with Aaron Butler. One bit that stuck out was when you went through thoughts on popular true crime shows. Would you ever think of taking some time um, or taking ta- taking some of them, like The Staircase, Amanda Knox, Making a Murder, etc., and making full episodes? Even better when there's some different opinions on the verdict. Yeah, that'd be something we'd maybe consider as a way spin-off, who knows. Um, but what I will say, The Staircase, he did it. He, he killed too many people. By falling down the stairs. It's just there's too much of a coincidence. If one person falls down the stairs, you go, oh, maybe. If two, you're like, no, the man's up, up to something. That's his, that's his, his modus operandi there. Fucking see ya. Um, Amanda Knox didn't kill Meredith Kircher. That's my thoughts on that. Making a murderer, hey, yes. That guy, Avery, did it. He had a burn pit in his garden with the woman's body fragments in it. He was already in jail for killing so many people. Like, but it wasn't him. Yeah, it was. I know people are like, it doesn't really go, he did it. All right. And even if he didn't do it, keep him in jail because he looks weird. That's enough a crime for me. Um, But his wee cousin's just a doughhead. Like, let him out, but put him into, like, some sort of assisted living or something anyway. Um, And let him watch WrestleMania. Send him to the All-American WWF All-Stars, the Ulster Hall. He would love it. Naomi Mitchell has got herself under pressure. I said to her on the Patreon podcast, she has to keep the standard of questions that's been asked because on Patreon, her questions are terrific. So the pressure on, again, hey. Wow. I mean, the title in and of itself is... Terrific. The title of this uh, story that I've been sent is Frustration. A ship laden with sex toys gets blocked from entering passage. (laughs) The bloody Suez Canal. A pleasure boat with sex toys has been blocked from entering the Suez Canal, causing widespread frustration for customers worldwide. The ship carrying around 20 containers full of dildos, vibrators and male masturbators. I mean, there is the nursery rhyme we all need. We got vibrator, dildos, vibrators, and male masturbators. Um, cock rings and nipple clamps and drildos and rings. Those are a few of my favourite things. Um, just get stuck in an ongoing impasse with no climax in sight. Um, that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it, if you order something cheeky online and you're waiting for it to come and then you get emails being like, by the way, your butt plug's going to be late. So, you know, you have to go down to your local post office and collect a butt plug. And I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious it is a butt plug because it's going to just be, you know, the sh- it's just going to be, it's going to be a butt plug just in a little bit of wrapping paper. And then if you're an Egyptian guy, it's a wee bit like Egypt's a little bit more kind of um, conservative, I would say, than over here. So I don't know if um, the sex toys are as widespread, but listen, it's going to be a good time. It was one of the 230 ships waiting in a traffic jam as they tried to free up the passage. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that book that could free up a passage, let's just say. Dutch company EDC Retail, who run the biggest online sex toy shops in the Netherlands and Belgium, predict they're losing millions because they're unable to replenish their stocks just snapped up during the lockdown on Valentine's Day. They're considering rerouting the ship, oh, matron, um, but it could take an extra five to seven days to reach its destination. It's feared that when the blockage is removed, it may take weeks for the natural rhythm of global shipping to be restored. There you have it. A lot of these products were sold for Christmas and Valentine's Day. 
Now there's a lot of extra room the, the way the restock works. So there you go. What about that, Ben? Have you found your orders have been affected by the blockage in the Suez Canal Passage? No. Or you just get your love honey orders as per every month, yeah? standard order like I like that like Brexit's not going to stop Ben getting his you know beads or is it like you're going to get them regardless um, there we go that was a great th- thank you once again knowing for that great story um, Michael Kerr has says hey Dave opinions on TikTok shit I, I gave it a rattle I tried it and then you know what it's just shit I thought I'm going to delete it because it's just not for me you know I don't like it I think they're too it's just too when you're over 30, you shouldn't be on a platform that's mainly for, t- like, preteen children. You know, it's weird. It's a problem. So I deleted it. I just thought, yeah, I don't want to have TikTok. I don't care if that's where the world's going. Like, I feel TikTok, it's, there's so much, like, material thievery going on there. People just miming over other people's bits, other shit like that. It's got, um, it takes everything and dumbs it down. It's just a shorter, dumbed-down version of everything. And I think as a, as a world, we don't need dumbed-down anymore. We're all fucking dumb. So the last thing we need is to be dumbed-down. So, Michael, I don't like TikTok, and hopefully you don't either, because if you do, I don't like you. John Joe Flood has said, Davish, like you, I too am in a bisexual relationship. We enjoy having a few Guinnesses in the Shankle the other week to celebrate Rangers winning the league, but now it's my turn to bring my wife out to celebrate some culture. So I'm just wondering if you could give me some suggestions for an Easter Sunday commemoration, please. Um, what I would say to do is, you know, write her a poem um, in Irish. So, you know, Rosesh are red and... Uh, Ovilesh or blue, uh, sugar s sweet, so are you ish, would be the, the traditional Irish poem, I believe. I would then maybe, you know, play some wolf tones on, on the iPhone and eat, eat some stew, drink some Guinness, and, you know, just re watch Margaret Thatcher's funeral online somewhere. I think that'd be a pretty good way to show her the other side. Um, but yeah, I hope you hopefully you enjoyed the party on the Shankle. Rangers winning their first league title. <laughs> People be like, it's 55. Only joking, guys. Don't care. It's Scottish football. It's wank. You know, but congratulations to Rangers and commiserations to Celtic, who only won nine leagues in a row. Terrible, isn't it? Um Talal Jomar said, When can I expect another montage of a little bit of the bubbly? Like I said, I don't drink anymore, so probably not for a while. Um what's happening, you big bent copper? Saw this and thought, whoa, that's sly. What's the pettiest thing you've ever done or witnessed? And that's come from Phil. Ben, um, ben not Ben. Phil has said, oh, well. 9,000 greasy pennies dumped in a Georgia man's drive as final payment after quitting his job. Um, Wow. A Georgian man has accused his former employee of a childish move after he received his final payment of £666. Oh, whoa. You may watch that amount or Lil Nas X will turn up your door and fuck you. Um, in pennies, he's discovered the haul of 90,000 coins which were covered in an oily, greasy substance at the bottom of his driveway. Maybe it has come from Satan and Lil Nas X. Um, very interesting. On the top pile was his final payslip, along with an explicit parting message from the car workshop where he worked. Mr. Flatten left his job in November and claims he had encountered difficulty receiving payment. He now spends his nights gradually cleaning his penny so he can, can cash them in, and it took him up to four and a half hours to make a few hundred coins usable. Um, 
Miles Walker, who owns the workshop, said he didn't know if, if he had dropped the pennies outside Mr. Flatten's house or not. I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. He got paid, and that's all that matters. The businessman then called Mr. Flatten a weenie. <laughs> He's a weenie. There's his money, the weenie. Olivia Oxy, Mr. Flatten's girlfriend, says she hopes the incident will highlight how people are treated so poorly by their employers. Um, but she is looking on the bright side, saying that with many pennies, we're bound to have find a few treasures. I found one from 1937. Oh, why? After the first shovel full, all we could do was laugh because this poor man's miserable, or this poor miserable man took so much time to be vindictive and cruel. We absolutely refuse to let him ruin a single moment of our lives. Well, that's good. That's what we're all about in this podcast. Looking forward, you know, looking to the bright side of life. And that's what they have done. Um, and what I would advise them doing if they've got. So they don't, who knows what the substance is? Probably some sort of oil. If it's from a workshop, it could be shite. If it's shite, put the pennies covered shite in your mouth and presto, you've got the flavour of Maggie's late beer. Um, Dara said, what do you reckon Johnny Boy and Rambo are doing since their uh, cocked his fanny arse minge escapade? Stop, do you think they'll still work on a duo? Yeah, I was, I was on Colin Geddes' podcast, General Banter, chatting about um, these two characters I met when I was on a holiday when I was 18. Johnny Boy and Rambo. There were two um, two holiday reps. Long story short, there was a load of guys there. A couple of girls were with us. Or the girls were sunbathing one day. And we sort of, again, as you do, sort of are a bit protective of your, your girlfriends. You know, you're like, you, you sort of feel like you're, you're their older brothers. And you just want to make sure everything's all right. When you see a couple of unknown men straddling them, massaging them while they're trying to sunbathe, you think, something's not right here. We went out, see these two guys. The guy's like, my name's Johnny Boy and this is Rambo. And we had two fucking club reps and we were like oh why okay Johnny Boy had these two like catalogues with him now this is back when I was 18 so a long time ago these two catalogues with him basically you know with loads of photos in them just trying to show the sort of parties that they ran and he said to me John, this is literally his pitch he goes uh, do you like parties and I was like yeah of course I like parties and then he goes do you like cocktails, fanny ass minge? And like, I couldn't compute what he was saying. Like, but that was a spiel. Cocktails, fanny ass minge. Anything you want. And I, when I thought about it, I was like, there's definitely stuff you'd be interested in in, in, in that list. You know, all bases are covered, you know. And that's what they were pitching the show. Then obviously in our hotel, there was a proper club rep system there. So when they saw Johnny Boy and Rambo, they chased them out. Johnny Boy just jumps over a bush lands in a moped, Rambo straight on the back and off they go and so last you see them until they return later and give you your tickets to the party that you definitely want to go to because who doesn't want to see some cocks? It's funny. Jack Core said, should the international football be voided now considering it's boring and both Irish teams are ballocks? Um, no, I enjoy international football, uh, especially the Northern Ireland games and I think Northern Ireland are alright. You know, obviously the Republic had a pretty embarrassing result last week and... But they're they're on in the on the move, you know. They are developing. They are transitioning. Give it time. And Northern Ireland were they played much better against Italy, I thought, and then against USA. USA are apparently one of the favourites for the next World Cup. And now McGinn scored an absolute scorcher. So, you know, let's not turn our backs on international football just yet. Ian Lee with the last question of the day says, "Hey, Dave." Seeing as you're a dad guy, and so am I, are the so-called terrible twos that bad? What age did Holly start talking? Cheers, my guy. I don't know when she started talking. She just kind of did. Um, terrible twos are shit, but dickhead threes are worse. So enjoy the terrible twos. When you get the dickhead threes, you'll be like, why are you such a dickhead? 
you know, so I've enjoyed the twos. What about you, Ben, as a dad? Is there any particular age you find difficult for your kids? All of them so far. Do they not get any easier? Not really. No. No, I, I just think my kids are arseholes. No offence to them, like, but they definitely, they definitely are. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, does it get easier? I don't know. I think that, you know, it just kind of... It just kind of happens, like, you know, you just have to live with them until they're old enough to leave or you die, you know, and sometimes I think it would probably be sweet to, to, to die, but, I mean, we'll look about that another day. Um, Actually, the last question is from Nicola, and she said, would you be embarrassed if she was related to you? Um, and she sent a woman here on Naked Attraction. By the way, I've seen this episode of Naked Attraction, and this woman, Judith, loves cock. <laughs> That's fair to say. Let's have a see if we can play this. So we're going to see some dicks here. The parts lift up. Oh wow! Judith gawks as six penises are revealed. The penises range in size from long and floppy to short and stubby. The man in the green pods wearing a prosthetic leg. On the shelves, Asda. Now let me have a closer look. Right. Well, it's working. It's looking like an Adonis, isn't he? <laughs> it's serious, about it. Look at those clenching those. Oh, yeah. Oh, How experienced are you, Judith? Sexually? Sexually, at my age, I've no inhibitions. Go with the flow. Yeah. Enjoy sex. You know, it's the thing I've missed out on is a regular sexual relationship. And Another feeling, Judith. It's a waste. I've got a nice vagina. Is the vicar aware of your sexual prowess? Okay. Oh, Thank she could. Oh, why? Pink. It's a pink skull. Yeah, oh, come pink. on then. Let's hear how she analyzes this cock. Oh. <laughs> wow. Actually, that was quite big. Jesus. Well, I can take that. Can you? Yeah, absolutely. How big do you like it? I would say eight to eleven inches. I'm doing need to look at feet. Eight to eleven inches. That's like mine sometimes. I love to feel somebody's toes around my pussy. Or kitty. Right, I think I think that's enough. I think Judith Judith Benny, you alright over there? You're you're a panicking. We've had an hour. We've had an hour. I mean I feel like we've gone in deep here with Judith. I wanna see what else she can say. Oh no, they're they're off the cocks now. Let's see. Red and pink both sway to the music. Yellow is standing absolutely still. After the song ends, Red waggles his willy. <laughs> what a way to finish. Um, the, the, the great, I mean, that is a great way to end the greatest podcast of all time. Nicola, superb. Would I be embarrassed if she was related to you? Yes, if she was related to me, I'd be 100% embarrassed. Um, if she was my mum, you know, I would say, mum, <laughs> I'd say, mum, you've calmed down a bit. That's what I would say if she was related to me. But whoa, what a way to finish. Um, and here, I'm sure Judith would finish after on that date by the sounds of things. Guys, thanks once again for tuning into the podcast. That was a lot of fun and the greatest podcast of all time. Would you agree, Ben? Absolutely, Absolutely guys. If you've enjoyed it, please 
please subscribe to the YouTube. That's where the video content goes in. You get to see everything. Um, you get to enjoy the weekly updates. If you want to see bonus content, you want Patreon footage, you want the Serial Killing Podcast, patreon.com forward slash Podcast. And most importantly, buy tickets to the Monster Hall Show, fuck's sake. And to close... I would say listen to the Rave Lockdown, the last one this Friday, and then we're done forever. So thanks again for the support. I'm just got an email here saying make five times back your investment in three months from cryptocurrency. Maybe Ben and I should invest the Patreon money in that rather than buying like new gear for the studio. Who knows? But guys, thanks again. Subscribe, please rate and review. It's been a pleasure. I'm going home to fuck the devil. <laughs> Bye. I'm the slack guy.